Excuse me, Veronica. <clears throat> yes, what is it, Brick? I would like to extend to you an invitation to the pants party. Excuse me? The party, the pants with the pants. Party with pants. Hello and welcome to the Pants Party. As always, I'm Max, along with me, Ben and Harrison, fellas. How are we doing? Doing great. How about yourself, Max? Uh, Well, I just cracked a beer. Iowa women's basketball won a conference tournament. And I'm watching MLS. Life can't be much better. Is this not heaven because there's no beer in heaven but you have? I never said I was in heaven. I just said life couldn't be better. I don't know. Go Hawks. <laughs> Come on, pal. Go Hawks. All right. So um, let's we'll we'll start with uh, we'll start with the bad so we can get it out of the way as quickly as possible. The men's team. Um. The men's team. <laughs> All right. Great. I'm glad we talked about that. <laughs> and that was our recap of the men's game. <laughs> it uh. Yeah, I mean, what what is there to even say about the men at this point? They completely fell, fallen apart this season. Today they, I mean, I wasn't able to watch today's game, so I can't speak much on today's game itself, but they showed some semblance of a basketball team for a good portion of the night, or afternoon, sorry. Yeah, I mean, it was... When it was happening, it didn't feel like it was happening. I think that's maybe the weirdest part. Like, the weird stuff was happening, of course. But it's like, oh, it's fine. It's still a 12-point game. It's still a 8-point game. It's right. still a blank, blank, blank. But, yeah. yeah. Like, it, 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 it didn't feel like it was real until, oh, crap. Somehow they have the lead under a minute. Every time Nebraska like chiseled away at the lead, Iowa did something then that like kind of silent, like that negated. That I feel like what Nebraska was doing. You're right; it felt very surreal. Um, this whole the whole game. I don't know. It sucked. Yeah, I mean, I didn't watch it, but I was following along on Twitter for the most part, and so I'd be like, "Oh, cool, Iowa's up seven. and then I'd see, "All right, Nebraska's cut the lead to five, and I'd be like, "Okay, Iowa's up nine. Okay, Nebraska's trimmed the lead to six. Okay, Iowa's up eight. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, like, this is, you know, they're responding. Every single time, it seemed like it seemed like Iowa always had a response when I was looking at Twitter. And then out of nowhere, it was like, oh, yeah, by the way, Iowa just barely got this into overtime. The thing, the tough thing for me, and I mentioned this in the recap, like, everyone played well, like, for Iowa. Um... I know we've been hearing about how Nebraska's like Ken Palm's favorite team or whatever, even though they've lost every single game ever. Uh, but like Isaiah Moss, he hasn't been anywhere for the past five games, and he was a contributor. Luca Garza had the quietest 20 points of all time. Yeah. All of a sudden, he can hit 15-footers. Where's that been? Uh, <laughs> honestly, Bohannon had a really solid game all around. Uh, Cook at Wieskamp, he looked back to normal to me. Um, at least his best game I can remember him having since uh, the Indiana buzzer beater. 
uh, you know, and even Cook, uh, nine points, nine rebounds, uh, fouled out in overtime. Um, the bench is sort of where I guess we're a little decided, where we see the 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 the, the deficiencies. Only only four, 13 bench points um, going off of six from Connor McCaffrey, who overall did not have a great game. Yeah, uh, I think the thing that was really frustrating is the free throw line. That's really the yeah, look at it. And it's that. like, oh, like they kind of got back to where they were before a little bit, going getting thirty two attempts. Granted, part of that was a function of um, <laughs> the uh, fouling there at the end. But yeah. throughout the game, like Cook, he. 5 of 11, 2 of 8 actually from the field, but it, it felt like he was doing a little more, just a couple turnovers. And, and I guess that was the thing. In the first half, they were super clean, keeping hold, hold of the ball. I think they had just two turnovers, finished with 13. Um, Which but, is still low for Iowa. Yeah, exactly. And then like in the first half, you know, they weren't necessarily hitting a ton of shots. But they come back and they end up shooting 46%, which is, like, a totally reasonable amount to shoot from the field. And it was just, you know, it it felt like maybe last game they were done to be, they were ready to be just done with the, the regular season. That's kind of how it felt. But then you kind of see this and it's like, okay, all right, they look good, they look good. But then it just... You didn't really. I didn't really quite realize what I was watching or what was happening. It was, it was something. That's for sure. We. I mean, we. I had this. I had to totally rewrite my recap. I had this. I thought this was all said and done. And I think the most surprising thing to me, and I guess Harrison, we've we've talked about this. We've beaten this to death. But like, when Iowa shoots well, they win. And when Iowa was up, they were uh, nine of nine of twenty at one point from three. And then they eventually cooled down between in the last three minutes of the game and including overtime. They only made, I think they only made one three in the final eight minutes of the game, ending the game 10 of 26. So they went from, you know, just about 50% to below 40% in three point shooting in a matter of minutes. That just totally sunk Iowa. And it might be too easy to blame that, but. Um, if, if it's going along with the way we've been thinking all along that this team is living and dying by the three, that's certainly what killed them today. Yeah, and I guess I, I certainly won't miss Glenn Watson. That's uh, the second game at Man, Nebraska God, they were, he, he just, was on fire. God. He just absolutely killed <laughs> Iowa. I remember, <laughs> uh, what was it, 2017, I'm looking at this right now. Seven of eight from three, and that was when he missed his very first three also an overtime game, two overtimes. He missed his first three and then made seven straight. Isaiah Roby today was like four of four, just killing Iowa, um, doing everything, um, offense, defense, um, just general hustle stuff. And, I, I mean, do, the the seven uh, scholarship players was a, a note they liked to make throughout the game. But, I, you know, you can... You can win games with seven guys. Like, Bill Self, granted it was with Kansas's players. You know, yeah, he had a six-man rotation two or three years ago. So, like, that never really got it to me. But they even had him in foul trouble. It's like, that's what you want to do when you're playing a team that lacks depth. And it just felt like they 
got to where they got, and they're like, okay. And then, worst case, we'll get a shot at the end with Jordan. And, you know, the the first one, I thought maybe he got fouled a little bit. Uh, he took it a little nonchalantly. Um, yeah, there was no urgency. Was something. And at all, there was none whatsoever, I felt like. And then the, that second one, I mean, that was just executed perfectly. I want to um, talk about that play design. I'm glad you brought that up. We can put it but on the map. T- play player effort will Ooh. just throw away oh no all right player box, effort will... out. Oh, box, oh, out. box out box out <laughs> hands up oh okay well it looks like we're waiting a second for harrison to finish that thought. I, I derailed what he is trying to thought anyway oh. <laughs> yeah so uh <laughs> I don't know where you guys were. I had to let her out quickly. Uh, but, yeah, player effort's going to throw away um, a well-designed play almost every time, uh, and that's what happened there. Uh, so credit to Nebraska. Um, maybe the, the thing that is always kind of Fran McCaffrey's saving grace is the long view of things, which is, hey, if you told Iowa fans they'd be they'd have 21 wins, 500 in conference at the beginning of the season, I think everyone takes that. But uh, as was mentioned in our Slack a couple days ago, uh, not so fun to see the sausage get made or the chicken nuggets. <laughs> there, there's a better analogy. It wasn't, I mean, it's the same analogy, but it was, uh, what, a hot dog tastes yeah. a lot better than it looks? Or Oh, that's, yeah, that's what we're saying. A hot dog tastes good until you know how it's made. Yeah, exactly. I, I haven't, I've always heard sausage gets made, but I like the uh, hot dog. Hot dog going better. Send us more euphemisms at Gospel of Max. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. What else is there? So, I mean, do we want to talk more about this game? I think we've well covered <laughs> off the game. I'm, I'm curious, like, where I stood maybe two or three weeks ago and where I stand now is... Fran Island, of course, but also my point of view has always been that like a, people won't lose the bad taste in their mouth from the so- the hot dog or the chicken nuggets, which are both delicious, by the way, um, unless Fran gets to the Sweet 16. Like, and that's, that to me... Even then. No, that's... Sweet 16, will he will... He'll, it'll cure everything. It'll make everything better. Mmm... Absolutely. So I guess that's my point, is like, is there anything that Fran can do that will, it just feels like there's maybe a a film of toxicity that's not of any players making, but that just kind of exists around this program. Is there anything that, that could happen over the next month that changes that? I firmly believe a Sweet 16 will cure cure all it'll make everybody happy it'll it'll forgive all friends mistakes quote unquote uh well i yeah um i think every every all will be forgiven with the sweet 16 run um a lot will be forgotten if he wins a game of the tournament but i think getting to the second weekend is going to be a, a really uh big deal for him i don't not necessarily i don't necessarily think that'll happen but i just think uh if it does People will be so so bad. Fran Island will be a lot more crowded. I'd buy that. I'd buy real estate there now. If that happens. Yeah, I 
I'm more optimistic with Iowa making some noise in the NCAA tournament than I am the Big Ten tournament. And that's just because Iowa's not a... They don't play Big Ten basketball. Like, quite uh, frankly, we, in, the, in the way that Big Ten basketball is really physical, you know, rough basketball, you know, like you watch like Michigan State, you watch Rutgers, you know, you see all these teams that Iowa plays against. And for the most part, they're all pretty physical and... You know, they're trying to punish Iowa, and Iowa does not respond well to that. I think that they probably have a better chance against non-Big Ten opponents, you know, moving forward. Yeah, that's a fair take. Uh, I buy that. We should also mention that we have the Big Ten tournament bracket in front of us. Um, Yeah. Iowa, going 11 minutes into a basketball podcast, let's mention that Iowa is playing the winner of Illinois and Northwestern on Thursday night. Uh, two teams I would beat this year. Thoroughly, thoroughly shellacked Illinois, right? And then Northwestern was the first of the buzzer beaters. Yeah. Well, and Illinois is a completely different team now oh, yeah. than they were then. I mean, they... they Illinois, uh, did, they got smoked today by... Um, who did they play today? Uh, Penn State, yeah, sixteen. Yeah. yeah, they're on a similar trend as Iowa. Lost five of the last six, only one against Northwestern. Or no? <laughs> so what we're saying is that for the second straight year, Iowa's probably going to play Illinois in the NCAA tournament. And Northwestern's even worse at Northwestern's what's this? bad. Uh, that's one win in twelve games. Oh my Who's god! Who's that against? Who's that against? Ohio State by 19 or 18 points on yeah, Wednesday. Right. I mean, this is really kind of what kind of just college basketball is so freaking weird, right? You're at the end of the day, that's what this is, and I think Ben's point's a good one. It's Iowa's not really a Big Ten team, so they don't play a Big Ten style. Thanks, so thanks for crediting my. That was Max's thoughts, point, but thank oh, you. Oh, was Max's? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. Thanks for crediting my thoughts about Ben making him sound smarter. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, you get to this end of the season, and if just, it just, there always seems to be a little bit of a malaise around the program. And I wanted to not buy that, but just, it's harder and harder to be like, no, this, this is fine. I, there's some, there's some things to say about overperforming early. Like, I think that is a real thing that Fran does. But, man, like, the good teams, and, and granted, this isn't necessarily one of the the really good teams France had, and I think that's no. something that that people, maybe, including myself, got a little excited with. Hey, they they never went above twenty second in Ken Palm. Those twenty fourteen and twenty sixteen teams, they were second and third, uh, yeah, according to the advanced stats. And like, well, it doesn't necessarily say all that much. Um, this team was 34th coming in, 41st now, according to Ken Palm, and so they can get back up there. They were 32nd a week ago, so I don't know. Uh, and I guess my larger Ken Palm point was the two teams that surround Iowa are Penn State and Indiana. So, um, you know, it's just, I don't know. And Nebraska's right there at 44, so... Um, just weird kind of, season, I think. Weird yeah. season. 
Just, just kind of a random thought, because I don't think Iowa's as bad as they've played recently. I also don't think they're as good as they were when, you know, they were rattling off all these wins and looking really, really solid in conference play. But which which do we think they're actually closer to? Because the, obviously they're, they're somewhere in the middle, but... I still think this team can make hay with the right matchup. And I actually think getting to an 11 seed is better for them uh, in that regard. Uh, because, like, a, a, it would just be a death sentence to be... Excuse me. It would just, like, it would just be... There, there's no way they're going to advance against any one seed. Um, so like yeah. an eight being on that eight nine line, it'll be the the Tom Davis special, the Fran McCaffrey special, one game and a loss, if we're lucky. Um, but they can get to, you know, who knows? A lot of things can happen, but I think they are. Their ceiling is still the same as it's been. <laughs> I guess that's not really the which answer. is what. I still think Sweet Sixteen is, this, is, the is this a good team or is this a bad team? Come oh, it's, on, a, just... it's a it's a it's more of a good team than a bad okay, team, thanks. which, I, which <laughs> I'll get probably lambasted for. But the thing yeah. is, I think we I mean we've seen the team play. I get I don't know. You're right. It's dumb. I don't want to make the argument I was about to make. No, go ahead and make a stupid argument. Um, it's, we've seen the team play good basketball. Like I think today there it was good basketball for 35 minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah, not so Northern, much. Yeah, I don't think it. I don't think there was any amount of good basketball in the Wisconsin game or in the uh, the the Rutgers game. Uh, there was good basketball. They played forty minutes of good basketball against Maryland um, earlier this month. So I don't think I'm. I'm just really sick of. I'm going to call this. I'm. Fran McCaffrey is the master of the reverse Izzo, and just going into March ass first. <laughs> Um, and I'm sick of it. I'm so mad. Uh, mad again. Yeah. That, that's my point. I made it. Are you happy? Yeah. No, I mean, it's fair to say. You know, this seems to happen. It's not every year, as, you know, some people have pointed out. Some of the Fran apologists, I'm looking at you, Harrison. Yeah, not every year. It doesn't I... happen every year. It just feels like it does. But, you know, that... Sucks in and of itself. I want to address the Fran apologist real quick. Um, All right, talk to Harrison. Yeah, what's up? (laughs) Uh, I mean, I'm more on your team than I am not. I'm just like I don't see the point in getting mad about Fran. I guess because he's going to be here next year. No, he's going to be here for a while still. Okay. So then, like, what's the point of getting mad? Just because people like to get mad about things. Uh, well, I just think it's okay. I don't want to get into this. I'm gonna start naming names. Well, no, I think the the reason that it's really turned lately is the dolphin thing created uh, an opportunity for everyone who had kind of negative feelings about Fran to just yeah. let him out. Um, and that's what it is, you know. And Fran had the suspension shortly thereafter, which justified how they felt. In the dolphin thing, they felt like uh, Fran might have pulled the strings to get dolphin canned, whatever. But I think that was kind of the opportunity that allowed, you know, it kind of created the the TP for the the logs, and you know, you started the fire. But once that Fran suspension happened, there goes kind of the lighter fluid, and just everyone just let them know 
how they feel about Fran. But yeah, I mean, he needs to be the one who improves um, for Iowa to get better, I think. Yeah. What? So speaking of coaches who improve, Lisa Bluter. What are you laughing at? What Ben said. Oh, okay. Oh, I think I heard you moving something. Lisa Bluter is uh, probably, (laughs) I think, I heard a, I know it's not really a rumor, but I saw online that she's the highest paid woman in the state of Iowa. She earns, uh, good, she finally sees somebody who's, uh, she should probably get paid more. She should demand similar salary uh, to Fran for what she's been doing for this program. Yeah, um, in case you hadn't heard, and uh, breaking news for you, Iowa won the uh, women's Big Ten basketball tournament. Congratulations to them. So, uh, it's in the last five years, it's just them and baseball who have won a Big Ten championship, right? Yeah. Correct. That sounds correct. But uh, and they didn't even win the comp or the actual regular season. They just won the tournament. They just got hot. Who did win the regular season? Uh, Maryland. Ah. Who they beat tonight? Maryland right. was a game ahead of them. Nice. Yeah, no, it was a thoroughly impressive victory tonight. I don't know if any, if you know. I know that I've watched a couple of games from this tournament. I don't know how much of you guys have watched of it, if any. I know Harrison All watched three. Did you? Yeah, it was awesome, man. Yeah, I've watched. I watched parts of the first game. I didn't watch the entirety of the first game, but they women's basketball is really, really entertaining to watch. Actually, and I know that they don't dunk and whatever, but like, if you want to talk about players getting mugged, Megan Gustafson is getting mugged on the block every time she touches the ball, and it's absolutely amazing that They're she tri- can do she like, gets triple teamed. She, yeah, regularly. legitimate, legitimate triple team. Yeah, not it didn't really happen so much tonight against Maryland. It uh, Maryland went pretty much single on her for most of the game. They occasionally doubled her up, but uh, bold strategy is she scored forty five points. Yeah, I think the thing that's most impressive about Gustafson, after watching her kind of the last three days and hopping on the bandwagon, like just how quick she is with her moves, like yeah. She, and this is a credit to the team around her because they, for the most part, are able to get her the ball right in the spots that she can just catch it and go straight up. And it, it takes a total team effort. It takes um, roster construction that, you know, allows the proper spacing. It takes just really good passing. I was really impressed with uh, Stewart. Um, I can't remember her first name, but... Like, her in the high post. Yeah, yeah, Hannah Stewart. Like, I thought those two have just a great chemistry with the high-low action. Um, Also with Stewart down low, too. She was really good yesterday. Um, She had a fine game today, too. I think she had eight points, nine boards. Yeah. Nothing to scoff at. Well, I mean, and that's, I think, maybe the point I want to get to is, yeah, they have this all-time great player in Megan Gustafson, but they also have a really freaking good team. Yeah. Like, they're all good. And I think Tanaya <laughs> Davis might be my favorite one. Like, she's oh, like sure. a little Chris Paul out there, just like kind of scooting along. And, but all of a sudden, she's like in the lane making layups and a little hook shot to end the first quarter today. Like, 
she's a lot of fun to watch. They're all fun to watch. Uh, yeah. So hop on the bandwagon with us. Yeah, yeah, no, that I used to uh, when I was working for the athletic department doing uh, like big time student use stuff. I'd uh, I ha- had to go work all of their games. There was a year where I went to every single home game that they had, and it was just so entertaining. Those crowds are fun; like they get into the game, they're loud, and that that team just has so much swag. Like, and they have for you know, a, a while, and I think a part of that is, like, you know, like, they've got Hannah Stewart, they've got Tanaya Davis, and who's the swaggiest of all of them. <laughs> and she really is, though. She's so much fun. She seems like such a cool person, but, like, you know, they, they're just fun. They have fun playing basketball. You know, it's, you know, hard to believe. Like, they're sitting there, like, after every single, like, Gustafson and one, she gets up and she starts screaming. Yeah, and that's part of just, like, how, and maybe it's just the players that they are. Like, I think the chemistry and their personalities is probably a little unique. But yeah. I think just that's part of what makes maybe women's basketball a little more enjoyable. Or that's maybe a different lens to watch it through is just the chemistry is there. It's super fundamental, um, which uh, just the way just the entry passes like i mean they're so good at that they're all good shooters i mean uh mackenzie meyer she was on fire to start early um but yeah i i i hope they're able to to get a two seed it'd be really cool to see them in the sweet 16 and maybe get a chance to to go to this final four yeah so they're uh they're expected to get a two seed. I think I don't know what the name of the dude who does women's uh, bracketology is. Charlie Krem. Ah, uh, whatever his name is. But uh, I don't. He uh, had them going into tonight's game as a two seed, and he had said that even with the Iowa, if, even if I were to lose, Iowa were to lose to Maryland, he said that uh, I think he said that Iowa would still probably be the two. He thought they were pretty firmly on that two line. So they're probably with this with this win tonight against the top uh, top ten Maryland team, you know, number one seed Big Ten champion Maryland team. They'll uh, they should stay. Like they're probably gonna be you know maybe like the eight overall seed, but they'll probably be you know two seed. I three seed at the very lowest. And you know. I don't. I don't know if they'll win because, shit, like, they're gonna have to be going up against like the Yukons and the Notre Dames of the of the world, which is women's basketball is also just there's no parity. Yeah, it's a total like in, hegemony. Like, like I mean, the, yeah, it's four teams, right? Well, right, I guess Louisville's kind of cracked in there, but. With Baylor, UConn, Notre Dame, Mississippi Stanford's State a little always bit. Up there. Yeah. Oregon's got a pretty good team this year. Why oh, not? I want to say something about that. What they about sh- Iowa? I said, why not Iowa? Oh, there you go. Why not? That's a fair question. But it was wild because they showed the Oregon player. Uh, I can't remember her last name. It was like something real unique, like Aya Nasis or something. And it like showed her stats and just next to Megan Gustis and it makes these really good stats look not good at all because she has <laughs> 27 points and is averaging 70 percent from the field. This girl, 
getting 18 and a half points and 46% from the field. It's like, these are two player of the year candidates. It's like one of these right. is not like the other. Well, she, yeah. The one thing that she does have is she has like not, she averages like nine, uh, nine assists a game. Oh, okay. I to go that. along with her eight rebounds. So like, I think it was like eight rebounds, nine assists, something like that. So she's, I don't think that she has a case. <laughs> I'm not saying that by any means, but like, she is a worthy runner-up. And in any other year where Megan Gustafson didn't put up 27, or didn't average a double-double and shoot 70% from the field, uh, you know, she's probably she's probably National Player of the Year. But she also went to Oregon, which is a name school, so she'll probably win it. Will she actually win it? No, I hope not. I think it was just because they were cross-promoting another game. It's probably going to be the girl from Notre Dame would be my guess. Oh, yeah. Oakland Wale. Mm-hmm. Hey, Ben, you have any thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> All right, sounds good. Good talk, Ben. You think he just got up and left? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I guess that's I, I don't know I was it was just really fun to watch the women's team um yeah no you know it's... like I I can't get over just like how fun they have how much fun they have playing basketball together it's like this is the reason you play right like to you know have friends for life and you're doing the playing the game you love and you're pretty freaking good at it that so it was I don't know I'm really happy for them and, and Bluter it's like Oh, got this triangle and two defense. It's like what, what? Like I mean, it was just wild to hear about maybe a, a change in defensive philosophy. I don't know. It's just I'm happy for them. Is yeah. really what it comes down to on the bandwagon. Yeah, as somebody who's watched them play a lot more than I haven't watched. I didn't get to watch them as much this year just because I wasn't around Iowa City as much. But uh, as somebody who's watched a lot of this group of players play games you know this that was really fun like i was actually really really excited to um you know get to you know tweet about it and you know just enjoy enjoy a nice basketball game enjoy a great run to the conference tournament and you know hopefully there's a lot more of it uh since they're gonna be a high seed i'm assuming there's gonna be a lot more of it uh on tv but Really hoping that uh, we get to watch more in the near future. Absolutely. Uh, hey Ben, you back yet? Go Hawks. Oh, okay, cool. You hear us talking to you like a minute ago? Oh uh, yeah. Oh, okay. I did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Full disclosure. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I haven't really watched much of this team, honestly. I covered the team for the newspaper back in uh, 2012. Same Jamie, players, exact same players. Jamie too. Prinny. I mean, somebody's talking about swag. Nobody had more swag than her. Oh, um, man. That's about all I can add. I'm really happy for this team. <laughs> I didn't realize that uh, this coaching staff that's been together for, what, eight, Jan Jensen and... Um, Bluter. Bluter and uh, I'm blanking on the third assistant's name, but they've been together since they were all at Drake for, like, 18 yeah. years. It's amazing. Yeah, and that Jansen played for, or Jensen, Jan Jensen played for Luter, is my understanding. Oh, I didn't even Did know she? that. God. I actually didn't. I, I didn't know that one. That one's news to me. 
Yeah, the other gal may have, but I'm I'm fairly certain that Jensen did. God, I can't imagine being with anybody that long. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> That's like that coaching that that uh, cohesiveness is quite impressive. Yeah. All right. Um. Well, we've talked about those things. Um. We have anything else? Ben, you went on a you. We didn't do a podcast this past because you went on a date. Talk about it. Uh, the NFL Combine happened over the weekend. <laughs> Iowa sent four players: Amani Hooker, uh, Noah Fant, T.J. Hawkinson, and the fourth guy, Anthony Nelson. Uh, they all did great. <laughs> Noah Fant, I think he placed in the top three. I think in every single event, except for one uh, in the tight ends. And, uh, He's also not very big. He's apparently very bad on size. Is um, I didn't even I don't know what you're referring to. That was like I don't based off whatever metrics like that they were using, it was determined that he's um that he has like bad like arm size or whatever. Like, oh you my know, god! Typ- I, typical I saw Iowa something stuff. like this. It was like, I didn't. Uh, I haven't read any knocks on his draft profile. No, that no. was it. Wasn't even really much of a knock. It was just like. Yeah, he didn't grade well for, like, arm size or, like, whatever it was. Well, he's a little slight, but it's, like, he's still 6'4", 250. That's what all these Iowa tight ends are. But I, rem- I remember seeing a graphic, and I, I'm not necessarily going to look it up, but it was, like, it had his draft profile, and it had, like, measurables, which were just his body composite, and it's, like, 76 is, like, his rating or whatever. And then it had... Um, like his combine metrics, his uh, performance, and it was like 98, just something insane. And then it had production in the 70s. It's like, can we grade his production on a curve? Like he, he had another, <laughs> like he had another first round tight end that he was competing for touches against, and you're gonna give him a 76 on production? I thought that was wild, but it was crazy because I think it was the same thing, and it had him in the 90s, far and away the best tight end. And then it had TJ Hawkinson as the second guy. Yeah, at like 71. At 76, and it's like, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> How did he go? <laughs> How did he go so util- utilized the way he was? Like, it's wild. So he, I, I'm, I'm curious to see how the narrative follows these two. That's really kind of what, what it boils down to uh, for me, combine-wise. Everything I've seen has sort of said that they've solidified themselves as first-round draft picks, more or less. Um, and if not, first-round draft picks, you know, first two or three picks in the second round. And I think yeah. everybody, Hooker and Nelson, all got them. They all had great weekends. I think they all made themselves some money. I think they all moved up. Um, yeah. I was really most surprised by Hooker, more than anything, probably. Um <clears throat> just, I think he closed in at a uh, high four four eight forty, I believe. Yep. Um, yeah, I think it was four four nine or whatever. But yeah. And was, once you're in that four four range, like I mean, I think it's stupid. But uh, for a defensive back, the mon- the money you you look at it between four, the difference between four four and four five is uh, usually the biggest indicator of um, draft position for that uh, for that position uh, for for defensive back. Uh, for, so I'm, for any position, really. Yeah, really. 
I think. Um, like, what is his name? John Ross from uh, Washington was a first-round draft pick or a second-round draft pick. My cousin, pick and, yeah. It was, yeah. And it was literally <laughs> just because the dude ran like a 4-3-something in the combine. Like, he's, he hasn't done damn things since. Just like but DK he, Metcalf, who... Yeah. Yo, <laughs> you want to talk about physical freaks? <laughs> but he runs a slower shuttle than don't, Tom Brady. Don't, as, as someone, as a Vikings fan, don't draft Old Miss wide receivers. Just don't do it. Like, what, what's the story here? Laquan Treadwell. Oh, he's so bad. I, I uh, don't. I don't follow bad football teams. And he was so. he was great at Ole Miss. It's too bad. Um, and then Anthony Nelson too. People were saying uh, uh, he could be uh, look. He looked at as an interior defensive lineman, which I never really thought of. Um, but his size and arm length made that. Uh, made him in a, a project to some, I think. I saw um, <clears throat> the Dallas Cowboys apparently have shown some interest in him. I think that the, the Athletics said something about that. So that's all I know. I think uh, they all did great, and I'm really – who else on this team, I guess, we should have researched this, as, uh, could potentially um, maybe not get drafted but be looked at um, as free agent pickups, do we think? There's a lineman somewhere. <clears throat> yeah, I don't even know well, which one's it. Iowa lineman always render right. Somewhere. Yeah, it'd probably be yeah. render. But also Hesse, like Hesse's the guy that really. It kind of surprised me he wasn't invited to the combine. He's so he's so small. But yeah. isn't he like almost ready made to be a still a rush end? I think he's still too small. He's six two, right? I don't know how tall. I don't know. I just feel like he's going to be someone who ends up as like that tweener linebacker slash defensive end. That it's it says six three, so he's probably six two. That does something. Probably six foot. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's just. I I think he's gonna have an NFL career. That's just maybe my. Do you want to bat, dude? I love him. I just think he's he's yeah. You're yeah. I don't know. I don't think you realize quite how small he is. I think I do, but I don't know. <laughs> he started for four years as a defensive lineman in the Big Ten. You're right. You're right. Yeah, well. There's uh, like all the intangible stuff. Like I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm just buying into. No, like, that's. I, I am, guess that's fair. Joseph Jules in the NFL playing. I'm looking at a picture of Parker Hesse standing next to Anthony Nelson, and that's Nelson, not fair. Nelson has <laughs> yeah, a full head on him. That's not fair at all. Anthony Nelson's like 15 feet tall. That's true. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess, like, because Jewel is, you know, he's getting some significant run in Denver, and he's, you know, that was the big knock on him was his size. Although he was invited to the Combine, if I yeah, remember he correctly. Yeah, he was he, definitely no, invited. Yeah. He, Jewel didn't have a good speed Combine, but it's like, just put on the tape. He was the only person that could stick with Barkley. Like, that was, I don't know. Sometimes That's it just true. feels like these NFL guys just Game spin speed. themselves up. He's fast and exactly. pads. <laughs> I mean, that's a good point because, like, you look at the combine time, and I did this before, so I don't want to do it again on the fly. But, like, literally the difference between a 4-4 and a 4-5 is a tenth negligible. Of a second. It is negligible. It's a tenth of a second. Yep, exactly. Yeah. You're, and you're never running in that speed. And even if you're doing straight line stuff, there are so many different things that matter uh, as like a defensive back or a wide receiver. Your positioning, your 
ability to catch the ball. Like, I mean, it's just... I never understand why the 40 is still used. I guess it's just because it's a TV property now, and that's why they do it. Like, they're, I read that Wright Thompson piece where they're talking about moving it potentially to, uh, like, prime time over a full week. Like, are we serious? Is this really going to happen? What, the, the NFL Combine? It's because it's the only thing anybody talks about for the, from the Combine. Like, you know... I, you never hear anybody talk about shuttle times or bench press. Nobody cares about that shit. All anybody cares about is the uh, is the forty. Uh, going back to my previous question, where I asked who else we think might get looks. Um, Matt Nelson's got to be able, got to get some looks based on his size alone. Yeah. Right. Does he? Here's always the thing. Does he want to play football? Oh, he 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 has med, med school aspirations, right? Yeah, and like uh, in that Thompson piece, they also like I can't remember if it was. It so was did Rudock. It was that <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean <laughs> that Rhodes Scholar or whatever, right? Um, the guy uh, from Florida State, from the Florida safety, State. Yeah. yeah, right. Thompson spoke out to him, and he said that was that was always the knock on him. NFL guys don't like players who have choices. You know. What what is, is this a recent Wright Thompson piece? What is this? This you didn't see this, Ben? No. Yeah. What was oh, this? Man. It was this past week. Um, I don't know. All right, now we now we've lost Ben as he <sighs> googles I'm, and goes to find the um, Wright Thompson combine. <laughs> How would you miss this? I don't know. Were you on a date? Like, have you just been going on dates? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, are we gonna talk about that yet or what? <laughs> What's it called? Um, oh, he's got a paperback. Ah, oh, do you guys know that? Ray Thompson wrote a book. What? Ah, <laughs> uh, deflecting. It's called, it's called the Cost of These Dreams. It just came out. Hmm. I won't read it. I don't know how. Oh, it's coming out April April second. Um. Hmm. Ooh, the cover is good. I got uh, nice nice cover on that book. What else? What's a book? This is this is good radio. <laughs> um, why am I on here again? Right, Thompson, long form. You're looking for that piece about the combine. Yeah. Yeah. Who? I can't remember what it was, but somebody got asked like a really weird question at the combine this year, and somebody was like, "Why would you ask that?" It's like because they want you to make sure, well, they want to make sure you don't have other options. Yeah. And I can't I remember who 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 was or why. What's your 401k like, son? <laughs> well, the one guy was, like, they turned down the cold on him, like, had him sit in front of a fan. <laughs> the combine's weird, man. A steak, booze, and a sense of dull dread. Here's what really happens at the NFL combine. I do like steak. Um, I and do I like am, I am full of dread. <laughs> and booze. You know. So... Looks like I'm going to Indy. Alright. Alright, so... Also, um... Alex Marinelli won a Big Ten title. Mm, yes. Alex Marinelli. I forgot about that one, yeah. Yeah, good. Um, good, good. <laughs> Spencer Lee didn't... He lost to Rivera. That was disappointing, but not completely unexpected, I'd say, based off of 
their uh, previous bout earlier this season where Marinelli whooped him. Not Marinelli, whoops, Rivera. Rivera whooped uh, Lee. That was, so, this time it was closer, but... Um, and then otherwise, yeah, Iowa Wrestling just kind of disappointed this weekend. I know that we don't really have a lot to talk about, just figured that I'd mention it. Uh, we, sounds like we're about done here so that Ben can read. Uh, I do have a take. Um, Ooh. So, there's this new flavored alcohol water. It's called Pura. It looks like Smirnoff <laughs> Ice. Okay. Except it, it's not milky in color mm-hmm. which so it doesn't look like smirnoff ice at all well it's, like it's water. in the I got glass it. bottles uh it's a still um sorry i'm playing with something it's a still water that uh is alcoholic we got the mango flavored one it's made by genesee brewing interesting is and i kind of i kind of liked it but here is uh my wife's opinion of it let me see if i can could be. Uh, I have a wife. It. It's actually opinions. a really good one. It's a. You, it's a you really. Just ask her to come in and recite it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's wrapped up in a TV show. If uh, people may be or may it not be able to hear. Oh, here it is. Tastes like the water you drink hungover as fuck when you want to throw up. <laughs> what? That's a take. It was a take. I have never heard of this before. Wait, My cousin it says tastes- it tastes like Propel. It tastes okay. like bad water. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. It was also the mango flavor. I like, I'm like. i a huge Propel guy. If that means I think things. you would like it. There was a blueberry flavor, maybe. I I, I liked it. Uh, is like, this it supposed to be like... Um, it was fine. Good for you? Nothing with alcohol is good for you. You know what I mean. We, we know this. Um, uh, 90 calories... Yeah, so I guess they took out the bubbles and nine calories from White Claw. Mm. That sounds terrible. Mm. I know, so... That's the best part. Pura, uh, willing to amend my opinion. Um, if you sponsor the podcast. Sponsor the podcast. Uh, the Pants Party, sponsored by Pura. Did, did, uh, did your wife get to taste some of the... I don't like where this is going. The... Um, what the fuck did Emma Lord? Oh no no she she smelled it she <laughs> didn't say it was bad or good I haven't had it since um so I'm I'm curious I did smell it like one random morning I'm like what does this smell like because I just really couldn't remember it and like oh this smells worse than I remember well, so I might have a different take there was probably some it. nostalgia that you know you get from just receiving alcohol in the mail I imagine. And yeah. Once you let that wear 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 off, I think then your 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 true palate will be um it's unbiased. Yeah, an unbiased palate. So uh So Christy she did not try it though? She did not try the Malort. I'm gonna have Has anybody uh, have you had any guests? Has has anyone tried it besides you in your house? Has your dog tasted it? <laughs> dog no. run away, man. No, uh Neither dog has tried uh, Malort. You have two? Um, I don't know. Goddamn Robinson Crusoe. What? <laughs> what? Read a book. It's got animals. I don't. Uh, I don't know how to read. We already oh, established oh. that. <laughs> My house. No, just two dogs. Um, no, we'll see. There's uh, nothing else really to 
to talk about on my end in terms of alcoholic beverages. Uh, I still like beer. Yeah, I had quite a bit this weekend. Same. St. Patrick's Day is like a three. It's a three three weekend affair in Chicago. I actually, uh, it I is now. I yeah. can't. I can't drink until actual St. Patrick's Day. So uh, I got to keep my slim figure for engagement pictures. Ah, uh, nice, Matt. <laughs> Matt, oh my god. Oh, so then you can I'm pick so up sorry. some of these uh, whatever drinks Harrison just talking about. Only ninety calories. There you go. Yeah, that means that you can drink eleven instead of ten. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's what I like to hear. But uh, yeah, so let's uh, let's just end things here, yeah. Goodbye. All right. Um, for for uh, Harrison, for uh, the other guy. <coughs> uh, ben, that's your name. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm Max. Uh, R.I.P. Damon Bullock. Go Hawks. Go oh, Hawks. Wow. I uh let the computer close out and I forgot to um, get ready to hit and record.